movie lovers, and welcome to the show. This is your host, as always, from Movie Lovers Unite, John DeGorio, and I just want to sit, talk about something real quick, and that is Audible. What is Audible? I'm so glad that you guys asked. Audible is the leading provider of spoken word entertainment and audiobooks, ranging from bestsellers like Anne Rice, Stephen King, the list just goes on. Their whole entire catalog, when it comes down to audiobooks, is just fantastic. If you're on on the road and everything and you want an audiobook and you want to download it fast, go ahead, go to Audible. You're not going to regret it. They actually have a trial right now that you guys can actually jump on. You can actually go on ahead, go to the link, and it'll bring you up to that trial. And a matter of fact, every month, members actually get one credit to pick any title, plus two Audible originals from a monthly selection and access to Daily News Digest from the New York Times, the Wall Street Journal, and the Washington Post, as well as guided meditation programs. Another thing, too, guys, that's not all they have. They also have... They also have finish. If you actually want to go ahead and do some things to actually better yourself for 2021, they have stuff for that too, like finishing more books or becoming a better parent, leader, or a person. How to books, which is something that everybody seems to grab onto a lot lately, and everything else. So, if you guys are actually looking for something to maybe better yourself for 2021, go on ahead, check out those books as well. They have a big catalog. You guys won't regret it. Go ahead, click on the link below in the description notes. Go on ahead. You guys won't regret it. Sign up for that trial period. And always, until next time, stay safe, guys, and enjoy the show. And God bless. Hello, movie lovers, and welcome to the show. So, tonight, Charlie Wigman and I are actually going to be talking about some of the Marvel stuff that actually dropped on Thursday. And there's a lot, big chunk of it that actually came out of it. I was not even expecting it. I was actually in the middle of doing a movie review with Rossi whenever everything dropped. So it was kind of new to me that all of a sudden we got this huge news with uh, with Marvel, with Star Wars, and everything else that Disney actually dropped on us. And they continue to drop some more stuff on us throughout this weekend as well. But with further ado, let's go on ahead and talk about some of the topics for tonight's episode. We're actually going to do a little bit of Star Wars mixed in with a little bit of Marvel stuff and also to some of the other things that uh, Disney actually dropped on us, including a Mighty Ducks trailer, which is something that I really want to talk about. So, without further ado, let's go on ahead and get on with the topics. I figure we should start out with the biggest news is that we're finally getting a Fantastic Four movie by Marvel. That is something that I was not expecting right off the bat. No, I wasn't either. Like, I knew it was coming. Like, like I knew we were going to get it eventually, but the... Uh, Director, uh, they announced the director for it. No casting, so um, we still have no idea who's going to be who's going to be the fam the playing as a family. But anyway, uh, John Watts, he's going to be helming the he's the director that's going to helm the new Fantastic Four movie. It, um, he, um, if you don't know, he was the director of the Tom Holland Spider Man movies. So he essentially got Spider Man Spider Man's first foray into the MCU. So after acquiring back the rights to to the comic publisher's first family with Disney's acquisition of 20th Century Fox, Kevin Feig officially announced during the Investor's Day presentation that a Fantastic Four movie is officially in the works with Tom Holland's Spider-Man director John Waltz at the helm. Um, the most recent adaptation was of the Fantastic Four debuted in 2015 by Josh Trank, and and let's just say that was a bust. That was and definitely the a previous bust. Yeah, and the previous one starred uh, Ian Gr- uh, Gruffalo, um, Jessica Alba, Chris Evans, who I think was the highlight of those movies, and then Michael Chiklis as the thing, and Julian McMahon was in that one, was in the, the original two. All right. So my thing is this. I mean, I haven't heard that they were that we were going to be getting a Fantastic Four anytime soon. I thought we would actually get X-Men before we actually got Fantastic Four. Because that's what everybody's actually craving for is more X-Men stuff, especially after the stuff with the Dark Phoenix and everything else. So it's actually kind of new that they would actually want to go ahead and do Fantastic Four before they actually decided to go with X-Men. But I can actually understand from another part but the studio's perspective, though, too, is it's like, okay, we gave it a shot with the reboot. The reboot didn't do that great at the movie theater among critics and moviegoers. So let's go on ahead and try and do this again the right way, the Marvel way, the Kevin Feige way 
of doing things versus it being for uh, 20th Century Fox, which they debunked the whole entire thing pretty much whenever they were just 20th Century Fox. So it gives me some hope that we're actually going to get Fantastic Four in the right way. Yeah, I agree. I think, like I said, I think Fantastic Four and Under the Marvel, there's so much they can do with it. I mean, again, I don't know where they're going to go with it, but I'm just interested in who they're going to cast. That's that's something else, too. I don't know who I would actually cast for the Fantastic Four or anything like that. So I hope they get some unknowns a little bit, maybe some other people that um, that we actually know too. I personally, like, I, I personally would like uh, Krasinski and Emily Blunt to be the like be at least two of them in it because I think those two would probably like that be, them being married in real life would probably hit it off because I think they'd be perfect for it. <laughs> I think that would actually be good for Reed Richards and of course Sue. Uh, of course Sue. Yeah, yeah. I think she would actually then, be perfect. I saw. I saw one image. It was like some fan cast. It was Zach Efron was um, Johnny Johnny Storm, <laughs> no. and, and I don't know who the other two were. <laughs> but let's see. I wouldn't actually mind uh, Chris Pine probably being Johnny if I was actually to choose somebody. It would probably be Chris Pine because I think he yeah, that'd actually be a good choice. Him. But still, that's my thinking on that part. Um, is there anything else that you wanted to speculate as far as the Fantastic Four news that dropped or anything like that? Mm, no, that was all. I mean, that was that was the big thing. The big reveal is that Fantastic Four is officially happening, and that was that was that was about it. <laughs> okay. So let's go with our next topic. Um, this is wasn't like this one was kind of like enough. Like we knew this movie was happening, but they just confirmed it as a uh, regarding uh, Marisha Ali's Blade movie. They officially confirmed it as a movie. Um, we've they, we've known about Blade was happening since uh, 2019 San Diego Comic Con. Um, when it was real that oh Marisha Ali would be playing as uh, Blade, it was uncertain if it would be for the TV series or a film project. And now that Kevin Feig has confirmed that the product will be in the film. The story's still currently in development. Um, then again, not, not, not much is known. Just, they just confirmed it as a movie. So that's right. that's interesting. I'm actually happy that it's, it's going to be a movie and it's not going to be um, just episodes of a TV show or whatever. Although I would like to actually see that. I would actually like to see blade as a tv show even though that they actually tried doing that during the time of wesley snipes and stuff like that it wasn't that great of a run but i think that if you got marvel studios behind it i think it would actually be really good but at the same time i don't know i'm just a sucker for blade i love blade blade's always been one of my favorite marvel superheroes um and everything too and not not to mention we're actually getting an actor that knows martial arts and everything too and he's also a martial artist so i'm actually happy about that um not no disrespect to wesley snipes or anything like that i'd love to see wesley snipes to um return as blade but of course age is a big factor not only age is the big factor or anything like that either you also have to look at the fact is does he fit in with the universe that um, disney and marvel is actually trying to cre create and if it's actually going to be something that they can actually create it can actually go good if they actually do decide that they wanted to have Wesley, but maybe that universe is not made for him. But that's just my line of thinking for that part. But I wouldn't mind seeing a little small cameo from him. Maybe he can be Whistler or something like that, a different uh, type of Whistler than what we normally got from the other three Blade movies. But what do you think? I'm just interested if how they're going to do it. I mean, Blade has always been, it's like, it's like Deadpool has been R. I don't, I don't see how you can do Blade mm -hmm. as PG thirteen. But that that that's yeah. me. Me honestly, I, like it's got to be R. I mean, like if you're going to do Deadpool three as R, you have to do Blade at least R in some capacity. I mean, I like, I mean, that'd be cool. Honestly, I I love the Wesley Snipes Blades. I thought that he were they were entertaining, despite mm -hmm. their bad reception for the third one. But I still entertain. I was entertained by it, but. I just want to know in what capacity is Wesley going to be in it? Because if like if he's right. like if he plays the father, because this could be the son, because this has been years since 
the last one come out, there, there's potential for that. But like I said, I'm just right. interested in what storyline they're going to do. I don't want them to reboot it. Seriously, they, right. they don't. we don't need the whole Frost story again. We've, I've seen it. Steven Dwarf was great as Frost. I want to see where else they're going to take this. Right. I agree with you. I think that it has. they actually have potential to actually do whatever they want to do and with, with the creative control that they actually have now. I love Deacon mm-hmm. Frost. Deacon Frost is probably one of my favorite villains as far as a, all the Blade movies and stuff. I wouldn't mind actually seeing him return as long as they can actually give us something a little bit more. Maybe they're like, okay, well, you know what? They We didn't actually get um, Deacon Frost the way that we wanted to actually have him in the 1998 version. Maybe we can actually turn him up a little bit more to the point where we can actually have him have layers to him rather than just one dimensional and everything. So maybe they can actually add something to that. But I would like to actually see a little bit more creativeness and wondering what they're going to do with Blade later on in the future and wonder what this plot's actually going to be about. Yeah, I just want to see more. I mean, announcing's great. But until you actually let us see what you're what you're thinking, then then we won't really won't truly know where they're going with it. Right, it's all just news at this point. Right, until we see a synopsis from them, it's hard to actually go on on what direction that they are trying to go in. So all right now mm-hmm. we're doing is just speculating, and that's it, and that's all yeah, we have. According to the article, I don't I haven't seen any. Um, there's no synopsis regarding it at no. all. Anyway. The article just talked about the, the the TV series, which I've seen, and it's horrible. Um, I don't recommend it, <laughs> and that's why, like for me, like it's I'm very blade as a guy that I'm like it's Wesley Snipes or nothing. That's why I need to see more if I if I know Maurice Lee can do it. <laughs> I I believe in him. I think it's just that the fact is that we've seen. Of Wesley in so many Blade movies, that's actually the copy that we want. And because yeah. this is something new, something fresh that we haven't seen before, we're kind of afraid of the fact that we're wanting another actor in place of him yeah. because we already know that Wesley knocked it out of the park and it's actually hard to actually top that. So yeah. it's a scary thing. It's something new. And what do we do when there's something new? We're afraid to actually accept something new. So. Yeah. We just have to take a breather, take a step back, let it manorate right. a little bit, and then go back to it later on when we find out some something else. Yeah, I mean, I'm excited so, that they bring Blade. Um, I just, I just, I just need to see more before I get invested in right. it. Right, I gotcha. So, what else do we have? Um, this wasn't an article, but they announced it like um, might have been yesterday or that it was that uh, Rachel McAdams is returning as her character in Doctor Strange, the uh, Multiverse of Madness, as the Doctor. Okay, I wonder what they can actually do with that. What kind of role does she actually play with with that? Because I thought she was pretty much one of those characters that was just there to serve a purpose for the first film. Unless mm-hmm. it's going to be like a little short part again inside the hospital and things like that. Um, they did really confirm. That much. No, they did confirm that BD Wallen is returning. Like uh, the uh, Wallen's returning in this one, his partner, and that uh, sh- um, the 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 former partner in the first one, I think Cheta Etowal. I can't pronounce yeah. his name. He's returning. He's returning as the uh, Mod- M- Mordor, or Mordor, or whatever. I forgot. It's, it's yeah, been a while since I've seen it. But he's returning, so we get to see his. Villain R two, right? Uh, I know who you're talking about. Uh, I know exactly the guy that you're talking about, and I'm glad yeah. they're actually having him as the villain because we actually wanted to see what they were going to be doing with him because of the way that mm-hmm. that post ending actually ended with um, yeah with Doctor Strange Part One. So yeah. that's actually going to be interesting on in how that actually gets played out. But I'm excited. For this. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> Um, there's been a well, speculation too that Scarlet Witch is the villain in the Multiverse of Madness. Hmm. I would like to actually see that, but I'm also excited because Nightmare is going to be in this movie, and uh, as well, which is like a Freddy Krueger ver- uh, version of Marvel and di- uh, of the mm-hmm. Marvel comics. So I'm actually excited to actually see a little bit of horror elements into this thing, and of course, you also have a horror director attached to it as well. So that makes me even more happier. 
and he's a guy that's so, done sequels before in the 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 Marvel universe with the the Spider Man movies with Tobey Maguire. So that kind of might be leading it. That's why there's speculation that there's ties to Spider Man Three from Doctor Strange. And there's an article about that too about how Feig confirms Spider-Man 3 ties into the Multiverse of Madness. Okay. And, so that actually yeah, makes sense. I mean, and I like the yeah. fact that they're tying that in if they actually do that, because it actually fits in with what they're trying to do, which is to create mm -hmm. uh, different universes, because that's actually what happens in the uh, yeah. multiverse and everything, too. Yeah. And, also, and I believe everything will actually happen with Scarlet Witch whenever we have WandaVision. Because in her mind, I don't know if you know anything about House of M or anything, but basically in House of M, she makes her own reality. And because she makes her own reality, she thinks that Vision is still alive, everything's hunky-dory. But my philosophy, and I'm all, all, I've been saying this on my uh, audio-only podcast, but what I'm thinking is, while everything's all good on her end, our world is being torn apart by other things. Other beings are being leashed out into on earth and everything. And she's not looking at the consequences that's actually happening. And I'm also thinking too, uh, that this is actually something else that's going to end up happening is the fact that Dr. Strange has to go into her head and tear her world apart. And be like, well, this person died because of this, this person died because of that. Mm -hmm. Everything is your fault. And this is why it's actually happening. And that's exactly what happens in the comics where Doctor Strange actually had to go into her head and just pull her whole entire world upside down again to the point where Vision is gone. There's no Vision. Vision is dead. And basically saying that all these characters are dead because of you. So she's, so, essentially, the, no, she's essentially the MCU's version of Barry Allen, Flashpoint. <laughs> she, she definitely is, if you actually think about it, but she also doesn't go back in time. Instead, she's just making her own universe. Right. Right. Which is even more dangerous because it's taking place in the present time versus going back to the future where Barry's actually trying to change something. Yeah. So that's a whole lot more dangerous than what Barry was doing. So more but, information regarding about the, the ties to the multiverse of madness. Uh, even though Spider-Man 3 wasn't among the long list of Marvel projects that were giving new updates yet during yesterday's or Thursday's Investor's Day uh, meeting, uh, uh, Kevin Feig did confirm that just like WandaVision, the third Tom Holland-led Spider-Man film will indeed connect to the events of the Sam Raimi's upcoming Doctor Strange sequel. In addition, Feig has revealed that the production has already begun on Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness in London, describing the highly anticipated project as a thrilling, scary, and mind-bending adventure. As fan, previous fan speculation, he also finally revealed that the Babysitter's Club actress, um, Zoshi Gomez, sorry if I butchered your name, will indeed take on the role of fan-favorite Marvel character America uh, Chavez marking the character's live-action film debut. Um, they said Cumberbatch will be next reprising his role as Stephen Strange in the Spider-Man 3, in addition to Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. This Again, we just talked about the sequel being described as the first horror film in the MCU, with Oscar nominee Benedict Cumberbatch returning as the Tatikior Sorcerer Supreme, and Elizabeth Olsen also appearing as Wanda, Maximus as Scarlet Witch, um, the upcoming Disney Plus show WandaVision Loki will both directly impact the events of the Doctor Strange sequel. Hmm. I like the fact that Loki is going to be the one who winds up doing something. Yeah. I wouldn't be. I mean, well, right. It's Loki we're talking about. He does. He does everything that <laughs> that nobody wants him to do. Right. And I have a feeling that we're actually going to see that. Um. See him try and do some type of chaos or something to where. It's going to cause even more havoc than what Wanda's even done and everything, especially whenever he has that cube again. So that's actually going to cause a lot more damage than what it than what we anticipated. Yeah. Let's see. Let's see. Uh, Quantum Mania. Yeah, we are. To be honest with you, that's that Zootopia sequel that they're coming out with. And I remember watching the first film. I really liked the first film, but did I actually feel like that they actually needed to capitalize on a sequel? 
uh, I really felt like it was maybe one of those one and done films that I really enjoyed, but I didn't really feel like there was a need for a sequel. But I understand why a studio would actually want to make a sequel to this. It made mo- a lot of money. It was positive with the movie going audiences and also movie critics and everything. So that's actually understandable why they would actually make a second Zootopia movie. I thought the, I think with the Quantum Mania, I think, I wonder if they were talking about uh, the Ant-Man sequel. Because I think that's what's called Quantum Mania. Yeah, I agree with you on that as well. I mean, the Quantum Mania thing, I think that's actually a pretty good title. Yeah. Um. So I think with news regarding that is that they that Catherine Newton, um, if like uh, she was the actress that was just in that uh, that Vince Vaughn or uh, horror comedy Freaky, um, she um ca- uh, she was this guy's uh, been um she's been joined the cast at, in the highly anticipated third Ant Man and the Wasp film, and, um and so she's gonna be joining she's gonna be signed on as Cassie Lane, which is the uh, a recast. As her, um, okay. so she will be. Um, uh, Newton will be replacing Emma uh, Thurman, who played a teenage Cassie in Endgame, as well as Abby Ryder Forsen, um, who played the child version of Cassie Eight Man and Eight Man the Wasp. Um, again, Paul Rudd and Evangeline Lilly will once again share top billing as Scott Lane and Ant Man and Hope Van Dyne slash Wasp, respectively. Michael Douglas and Michelle Pfeiffer will be back as well. Um, again, and then and then the rest of the crew, like Michael Pena, Tip T.I. Harris, and David Dashamashalian, seems likely to return, but not been officially confirmed. And then the other big part about Ant-Man 3 is that perhaps the most intriguing piece of it, when uh, Jonathan Majors was reportedly cast as Kane the Conqueror. So Kane is not a traditional Ant-Man villain, but he is an Avenger nemesis with the potential to be the MCU's next big bad yeah. Kane hails from the far future, and his comic incarnation has repeatedly, has repeatedly attempted to conquer the present. Okay, so let's go with the first thing where the actress got recast for Hank Pym's uh, daughter. That's not yeah. a surprise because they always recast um, these child actors all the time to make them yeah. look older. Then, of course, yeah. I kind of figured whenever they're going to do a third Ant-Man, that's just going to be recast again. So yeah. that's not any news to me for that part. As far as the other news, but Christian Bale, I'm sold with Christian Bale and everything being the new baddie because I think Christian Bale can actually uh, go up against... I think it would be actually interesting to see how he actually goes up against Stephen Strange, how he goes up against all these other new Avengers and everything as well. And, you know, I think that was something that is going to be kind of interesting about how they actually interact with him. And also, too, he's just he's not as strong as what Thanos is, but he's just as bad as just evil and it's just as brutal as what Thanos is. So I'm glad that they're actually putting some type of um, mystical element into this villain and everything, too. I like his name. I thought it's funny. Gore the God Butcher. I just think that's just classic. <laughs> that's perfect for uh, Christian Bale. Um, and also, uh, Thor, they also announced that uh, Jamie Alexander is re- reprising his role as Lady Sif for not just the Loki series, but the new th- uh, Thor Love and Thunder as well. Right. I like the fact that they actually are, she's actually coming back for Lo- Thor Love and Thunder. She's actually one of my favorite standouts with the Thor movies. And things like that. She always adds in some level, some type of uh, layer to her character. Not only that, but it also makes that Thor a lot more rich, rich than it actually is. If you know what I mean? She always brings that yeah. richness to that movie. Yeah. So having Lady Sith in there makes me very happy. So I'm actually excited about that. Well, I'm, I'm excited for it in general. I mean, with all, everybody that's supposed to be in it so far, I mean, it's like, they're dubbing it as an, like, an Avenger movie with the, most of the Guardians going to be in it, appearing in uh, Thor Love and Thunder. And then you got the the director, Taiki, um, back. I mean, I thought he made Chris Hemsworth love being the character of Thor again. I mean, and then oh. and he brought out the humor of it. And I thought he, he yes. thinks he's a hilarious director. And of course, he's yeah, great. Yeah, is a great director. And everything, and you know, I love Thor. I love that third Ragnarok movie. The opening scene with having the immigrant song on there, 
having the comedy mm-hmm. in there with Jeff Goldblum was really good. That whole yeah. movie actually worked. And he actually understood the universe that Thor actually comes from, which is actually a really good thing that they that you actually have a, a director that actually understands Thor. Because we actually had two other directors that didn't quite know how to actually do Thor in the right way, in the right context. Mm-hmm. But when Thor uh, Ragnarok, he knocked it out of the park and he came out swinging and it was awesome. Well, I mean, you made a, t- t- a subject about death and destruction and you made it like make it actually enjoyable. It wasn't like, yeah, it's destruction's happening, but it's the way he, his spin on it made it co- funny. I mean, He's like, and his character Cork was like the comic relief in that movie, right? And then also too, if you remember, Thor also used a little bit of humor, even though it's dark humor, where he goes, "Yeah, yeah, I lost my dad, I lost my whole planet, and everything where I'm from, and everything." In the course of what two days or something like that, he said, just paraphrasing, yeah. but he used a little bit of dark humor for that too. So I thought that yeah. was actually pretty funny. But anyway, if you can make Chris Hemsworth not like the character, then you've done something wrong. But if you come in and make him actually want to be Thor a lot longer than he has to, then you've done, and then like I said, then then you need to keep directing these movies. <laughs> I agree, but I also don't want to have the same director attached to a certain film for a long periods of time, though, because yeah. after a while, you know, they start getting man. bored with it. So that's also why I like having two directors on, like the Russo brothers, because they can actually share. Yeah the stress level with each other to where if one person is feeling stressed, the other brother can, or the other director can go on ahead and take those reins and everything. So that's what Mm -hmm. I like about having two directors in there. So what else do we got? Um, the other one was that, which we kind of figured that they, uh, they announced they won't be recasting a Chichala for black Panther two. Um, so yeah, they, uh, Kim Fig announced the upcoming black Panther will not recast, uh, like T'Challa following the death like of Chadwick Boseman and said the film will continue to explore the incomparable war of Wakanda and all the rich and varied characters introduced in the Ryan Coogler movie. Um, and his quote was Chadwick Boseman was an immensely talented actor and an inspirational individual who affected all of our lives personally and uh, professionally, personally. His portrayal of T'Challa, the Black Panther, is iconic and transcends any iteration of the character in any other medium from Marvel's past. And it's for that reason we will not recast the character. However, to honor the legacy that Chad helped us build for his portrayal of the king of Wakanda, we want to continue to explore the world and all the rich and varied characters introduced in the first film. You see, I'm glad that they're not recasting him. Everybody's like, well, mm-hmm. they should just go in here and recast him. But Sherry is also one of those characters can, that can actually be a part of that world. Because it's actually mm-hmm. canon in the comics that she takes over with T'Challa. Yeah. So, you know, it actually makes sense going ahead, have the sister take over and everything and start something new and everything. And I, th- I think that, you know, Chadwick would actually, w- will actually appreciate the fact that they're actually moving on without him even and not mm-hmm. recast him because his presence was huge for Black Panther. You had people coming out to support this movie uh, African-American people of color finally got to see a movie where it was actually something for them and having the support of Marvel, Disney and everything to actually have it to where they can relate to a character for the very yeah. first time. And don't get me wrong, we have Blade, we had those movies, but there was nothing like Chadwick Boseman playing T'Challa to actually unite everybody for one specific night to where they can actually relate to somebody on, mm-hmm. you know, on the screen for the very first time and just have that unified. I think that's just a fantastic thing. And also to just not to replace them is great. Yeah. Um, let me see what else regarding Marvel. Um, they announced uh, release dates um, for a lot of the, the anticipated, uh, the Marvel shows on Disney Plus um, are right off the gate in January 15th for getting WandaVision. So that's going to be the first. Um, okay. My question for you the, is, what do you think of the WandaVision trailer? Kind of quirky. 
Um, I have to see more. I want to know how what's like. I mean, trailers can only do so fan without spoiling it. Mm-hmm. So I, I probably got to watch the show to get to fully understand what's what's going on and how this is gonna blend in. I mean, it's definitely like a, an interesting take on the old like all TV shows about the married mm-hmm. couple. But it's also interesting that they're wel- welving in a bunch of the characters in the present. Like Darcy Lewis is returning for this, um, so Cat Dennings is going to be in this show, uh, as well as um, Rand. Um, I think it's Randall Parks, his, uh, his the FBI agent from Ant Man: The Wasp, the one that was tasked with uh, like watching over Scott to make sure he didn't go anywhere he wasn't supposed to. He's in this one too, as is retur- reprising his role. So it's. I'm just interested where they're going to take this. Right. And you see, with me, I knew they were going to go the 1950s, 60s kind of look. And I knew exactly what they were going for because it's kind of like the Honey, I'm Home kind of feel to it, where the husband comes home from work, everything's all happy and glamorous and everything. And I knew exactly what they were going to do with the trailer before they even released the trailer. Because, mm-hmm. I, because as soon as they showed us synopsis on it, I'm like, okay, I know what this is going to be. And this is actually her version of what it would have been like if, of course, if Vision actually lived. And yeah. now that she's, everything's happy with her. She has everything she wants. It's just in a 1950s setting, black and white. But I wouldn't be surprised if we actually see Doctor Strange. You know how in the 1950s, if someone came over the house, Someone would knock on the door or the window. Yeah. And then you let that person in and all of a sudden the crowd just starts laughing because that person shows yeah. up. I wouldn't be surprised mm-hmm. if we actually got something like that that actually happens. And then Doctor Strange has something that he has to say and it's dramatic. All of a sudden dramatic music plays. And then, of course, you have a little funny bits and then people laugh. So it's like a sitcom yeah. kind of feel to it. So I actually have a feeling yeah. that's actually where we're going to be getting. Yeah. Um. So we'll see. I mean, I'm like, I said, I'll probably watch it at some point. Um, I don't personally have Disney Plus anymore, so I have to figure out if I need to like want want to wait, like probably wait or like for the other stuff to come out and then join. I'm not 100 percent sure, but the one I'm pumped for, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. The trailer looks awesome, and they announced it's coming out in March. I like the trailer. I just got done watching the trailer for it. I thought the trailer was really good. Um, it also shows the consequences with, uh, of course, you know, with them, without Cap, without uh, Chris Evans being there. And yeah. I like the fact that, you know, you have Bucky and them trying to figure out what they're going to do. And, of course, you also have Falcon, who's actually trying to tell him, hey, there's a big responsibility with this uh, shield that I have. I don't yeah. know quite I don't quite know what to do with it and don't know what to make mm-hmm. of it. And the action sequences were really good in this trailer. I really thought the action sequences really worked. The humor, the humor between Falcon and the Winter Soldier was really good. It definitely feels like a buddy cop type of TV show. That's actually yeah. part of a military kind of background to it. So I'm actually excited for it. Yeah, I think it's gonna be a great show. I'm I'm excited, and like, there's a lot of other like characters that are gonna show up in it. Um, sh- uh, sh- uh, Sharon Carter is supposed to be back in the show, and then that Baron Zemo as well. All right. What else um, did you like about and, the trailer, though? Oh, I thought like they said the the this mainly that the 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 buddy into the heads of the two of them like. Oh, what is like? What are you? Is your robot part stop working? Because um, I can sense you have a brain freeze right now, or whatever. Or the? Do uh, so you got a plan? Yeah, jumps out the wind. Uh, jumps out the airplane. Okay, so no plan. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that the humor in itself was really good for that show too. I really did. All right, that's so. That's yeah. That's the one show I'm really excited for. And the other one they announced was again they showed us the trailer for Loki. And they, they announced a May of 2021 release date for it. Okay. So I know that you're kind of iffy with it as far as the trailer looks and what they're going for. And I'm also the one of the pe- one of the few people that love up fact, I love Loki. I love uh, his character. Of course, I like Tom Hiddleston as Loki. Yeah. And also, too, I kind of figured it was going to take place after he winds up getting the cube back and everything, especially with uh, yeah. Endgame. So that's not a surprise right there. And I also like the fact that he's going to be popping in and out of different parts of this new MCU. Yeah. 
So mm-hmm. I like I like that as well. And I'm hoping that Chris Evans actually notices him and be like, okay, is this really my brother or is this a ghost of my brother and stuff like that? Too. Yeah. But I'm I'm also I'm on board, Loki. I cannot wait to actually see what they're actually gonna do with it. I just need to see a little bit more, like you said. But as far as the trailer looks, it looks good for a trailer. I'm sold on it. So, I mean, I'll probably watch. Like I said, I'll watch it. Like I said, I just find it interesting. It's coming out in May, and that's supposedly around the same time as uh, Black Widow's coming out. Not specific, but it's coming out in the same month. Um, they announced a ton of other stuff coming, like that. Um, specifically for the She-Hulk series, I heard there's a rumor that. Uh, Daredevil, Charlie Cox's Daredevil is going to be set to appear in this, but nothing's officially been confirmed. But what is confirmed is Tim Roth is returning as the Abomination in She-Hulk. You see, I'm all for for him returning in this thing as She-Hulk, because everybody forget that, you know, some people were asking too, like, okay, is Abomination still connected to this universe, or is this a separate universe that Universal made? And the answer mm-hmm. to that is it's still connected to this universe. Otherwise, we wouldn't have the colonel that shows up in Civil War. We wouldn't have that. Yeah. And it's actually the same Edward Norton Hulk that we got and all the yeah. other um in the Avengers movies. So it's the same Edward Norton Hulk. It's just that it's a different actor playing that um character. So I'm actually excited to actually see the abomination again, and also too maybe them can actually add some good special effects this time, where it's not a little too bulky yeah. and stuff like that. But it was good for a good release for 07 or 08. So I'm actually excited to see what they're gonna do with that. Also too, um, as far as everything else goes, as far as uh, She-Hulk and maybe Charlie Cox might be showing up, it actually would make sense for him to show up considering the fact that she hulk is also a lawyer yeah so the character is also a lawyer so mm-hmm. what better person to actually lawyer up with than charlie cox's daredevil matt so i think that would actually be awesome i think i saw i read something that uh ruffalo and uh hawkeye are set to appear in that one as, as well yeah, that's actually true. I remember uh, when Buffalo got casted for She-Hulk. And then, yeah, of course, we um, got some Hawkeye news, too, I think. Yeah, Um. so, like, the, they're just going to sum up the remaining stuff. Um. They announced that they're doing a Secret Evasion uh, series for Disney+, Plus starring Sam Jackson and Ben Mendelsohn. This was kind of, like, announced, like, or kind of, like, speculated at the end of Spider-Man Far From Home. Where you re- when it was really revealed that Nick Fury and Maria Hill were scrolls and Nick Fury was up on the space station, so that's that's something interesting. Um, they're doing an Armor War series starring Don Cheadle reprising his role as uh, War Machine, um, and then um, they announced that um, that Miss Mar- Miss uh, Eamon uh, Valini's Miss Marvel is going to be appearing in Captain Marvel too, as well as. Brie Larson returning as the role, and I think somebody else was going to be in it too. But what we'll news on that one. Well, my question is this: What news excites you the most for that? For uh, I would probably say I I, I like this, this the Secret Invasion is going to be kind of interesting because I can see if they do that because technically there's a comic that in, in, involved the scrolls that involved Deadpool. So there, there could be his connection with the scrolls and Deadpool, essentially. But mm, that's true. I'm actually interested um, in that one the most because that's the most that that to me is the most mi- mystery one to me as to what they're yeah. actually going to do with that. Because I don't know too much about that side of things. I know a lot more about the other stuff within the comic book yeah. world, but I don't know about that that much to actually say that I. Want, want to see it or don't want to see it but the mystery yeah. element to me is enough to actually make me want to at least dig around and see what I can actually find out about it um then the other thing that was mentioned was the Moon Knight series about just teasing the heroes multiple identities again I'm not 100% sure on who Moonlight actually is so this is all just like like 
it just news on top of news. So I need to see something this to, or more information from him to be able to fully give my two cents on it. <laughs> I'm excited about it. I'm I'm really am happy that we're actually going to get that actor that's actually going to be playing Moon Knight. Yeah. Everything cool. You know, I'm actually excited that he's going to begin it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it makes me so, excited. I'm actually geeked out over it. And then I think they announced that there's going to be uh, James Gunn announced he's doing a Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special for Disney Plus that's coming out in 2022, which is also directed by James Gunn. And then the special, the special will film alongside the upcoming Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three and set for release in 2023. And then there's an I Am Groot, a series of short films starring Groot. <laughs> I don't know about that one. I mean, I get I, I get the fact why they would do that, but at the same time, I'm like. I don't really care about Groot that much as as everybody else does. I like the Guardians in itself as a whole, but as for yeah. Groot goes, I don't know. I mean, it's just something that I would have to see other than the fact that he just says, I am Groot over and over again. Yeah. But. I guess we can start getting into the other stuff now instead of just Marvel. Right. We got that. We well, focus on the other stuff too. One more, one more thing I want to add though, like with Oscar okay. Isaac as yeah. Moon Knight, I think it's actually going to be good casting, and that's another thing I mm-hmm. blinked out on his name for a minute, because he's also going to be in the new Metal Gear Solid movie. He was also in Star mm-hmm. Wars, and now he's going to be uh, Moon Knight. And to actually mm-hmm. have a talented actor like Oscar Isaac to play that character, I'm sold for it. I cannot wait to see what Moon Knight is. I cannot wait to actually sit through Moon Knight and be entertained with Oscar Isaac as Moon Knight. Did they officially confirm him as Moon Knight? I'm not 100%. Yeah. Like, I didn't... Yeah. They did? Okay. I yep. didn't know that. Yeah, it's 100%. Okay. So, what else we got? Well, I mean, besides the Pixar... Like, like I said, I'm per- I was personally excited about some of the Pixar movies that they announced. Um... One of them in particular looks just kind of like this kind of that classic Pixar. It's a movie called Turning Red. And essentially it involves um, a 13 year old girl. She's like, she's she, like, she's beginning her adolescence, figuring out like she should still be her mom's little girl or that. But the interesting aspect to this, which is definitely Pixar is like when she's eager and excited as all 13, she turns into a big red panda. Oh, wow. Okay. That's actually pretty funny. And the image is actually hilarious. It's like, oh my god, yeah, yep. And the movie's called Turning Red. That's by Pixar. And it's like, that's classic Pixar right there. (laughs) It definitely is. And it also goes to show you the transformation of what it's like to be a young girl and then go into the transformation of being at the adolescence and then from adolescence to adulthood and everything. And that's actually what they're trying to do with these Pixar, with that Pixar movie in itself. Is showing the transformation of what it's like to be a young woman, a young girl, and then going into mm-hmm. all of the way to being in adulthood. And I like the idea of turning red whenever she gets excited. So I'm actually sold on that. I, I'm actually looking forward to a trailer for that. Yeah. What is the image of the big red pan? I'm like, okay, this this might be pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> um. So there's a lot of Star Wars news that was announced yesterday um, on Thursday. Um, they not only announced uh, roughly ten Star Wars series are coming to Disney Plus, but it also gave early details about some of the few those few series as well as other projects. Um, one of them was before the event. They na- they announced Hayden Christensen's returning as Darth Vader for the Obi Wan series. Great, we can hear about <laughs> Sand again. <laughs> <laughs> What do you think about that? I mean, do you care about the Obi Wan series, or? I mean, I mean, I might watch it at at some point, but I'm like, is it gonna be? Is it like, isn't that gonna be get me excited to perch actually purchase Disney Plus? Not really. I mean, I like Ewan McGregor as Obi Wan, but I I personally am not a huge like Star Wars fanatic. I mean, I I I, I watch them, but I just like I don't have like a huge investment in it, but. I mean, like I said, I mean, if I know more, but I think once, like, like I said, I thought Hayden Christensen was absolutely gar- terrible in the prequel series. Right. And I, I mean, and I don't really want him to complain about sand anymore. <laughs> All right. I gotcha. 
You see, I want to uh, actually see an Obi Wan series where he actually has to go full on battle with Darth Maul, and it actually explains yeah. Darth Maul origins and everything else. And we actually got, as a matter of fact, I have a Darth Maul comic that actually explains his origin, even though it's in the Clone Wars, even though it's all part of that. Mm -hmm. But I want to actually see a live adaptation of that versus a cartoon and everything, because I think it'll be so interesting to actually see that play out in a live action versus an uh, animated cartoon. Um, so again, I'm not sure. Like I said, it, it, it's um, it, it would it, Star Wars is usually hit or miss for me, so we'll see. Um, like regard, and then also with Lucasfilm, they announced that uh, he, uh, Harrison Ford will be reprising his role as Indiana Jones for their final movie. I think it's I believe it says it's supposed to come out in 2022. Um, right. And here's the thing: we've been knowing that Harrison Ford was going to be coming back as Indiana Jones. There was some speculation that yeah. maybe even Chris, um, Chris Hemsworth, not Chris Hemsworth, but Chris Evans, I think, or Chris Pratt. Oh, Chris Pratt, no, yeah. Chris Pratt, Chris Pratt was yeah. rumored at one time where he was actually going to probably be uh, Indiana Jones. I was actually sold on that idea. And then, of course, you know, we got Harrison Ford saying that he would actually be down to actually play in Indiana Jones again. And, of course, you know, we got that very bad film that, that we got last time with the Crystal Skull or whatever. And it wasn't even that great of a film. So I'm hoping with this one... With them wanting to wrap it up, I'm hoping that he retires on a high note with this yeah. and retiring the character because I feel like Harrison Ford can only crack a whip so many times to the point where he has arthritis in his arms <laughs> before he's actually done playing Indiana Jones. Yeah. So I think this will be a nice way to wrap everything up. Yeah. Um, so the, the, the various things that were announced regarding Star Wars for Disney Plus series, there's a is getting two new Star Wars shows, both spinoffs of The Mandalorian, um, Rangers of the New Republic, and Oshaka. Um, the yep, three yep. shows are planned to feature cr yeah, crossovers in the future, too. There's the Star Wars The Bad Batch, which is an animated series about the Bad Batch of clones from the Clone Wars. Um, Star Wars Andor, starring Rogue One's Diego Luna, is coming to Disney Plus in 2022. Um, there's a thing, uh, there's one called The Acolyte, a new Star Wars series helmed by Russian doll creator Leslie Headland, set in the High Republic era of the franchise, coming to Disney+. Plus. I already mentioned Hayden Christensen returning. Um, there's a droid story, a new project for Disney+, Plus, which will feature a new hero alongside RTD2 and C-3PO. Um, there's a Lando, a uh, new event series coming to Disney+. Plus. And then there's a Star Wars Visions is an upcoming anime mythology series, also the Disney Plus. That was with the series, and then we can get into the two bit movie, the movies that announced as well at some point. You see, I, I, I I'm not surprised actually see an Oshaka uh, TV series for a spinoff, especially how well that character was actually received from the Mandalorian, and since mm -hmm. she was actually portrayed very well, since I liked her as a character with this uh, version of her on Mandalorian and the positive reactions that everybody else got, I'm like, okay, she's going to wind up having her own TV series. And this only confirms it. And everything. Rosie Dawson does a very good job of playing that character. I thought she was very believable. I thought the back and forth between Mando and her was really good. I do like the action sequences. So yeah, uh, sign me up. I'm actually sold on that. As far as the Bad Batch goes, I don't know enough about the Bad Batch to actually be sold on it. I know it takes off after the Clone Wars, which I haven't really watched any of the Clone Wars stuff or the animated stuff or anything like that other than maybe three or four episodes. I just need to go on ahead and invest some time and energy into actually watching that those series. Um, again, I haven't personally seen The Mandalorian, so I've seen images of whatever character it looks like, so a lot of this new, this new Star Wars stuff, I'm not 100% sure of what it's going to be about, since, again, I'm not as up-to-date on the Star Wars series and stuff. Okay. Um, the, the big movie that they announced um, was, uh, is that uh, the movie called Rogue Squad uh, Squadron, which is going to be directed by Wonder Woman 1984's Patty Jenkins, and that's going to be out in 2023 of December. I'm actually um, happy that they're actually getting Patty Jenkins involved 
in something like this. I'm glad that she's actually signed on to do something for Marvel Disney. Well, with Disney in itself, you know, to mm-hmm. want to do something that's relatable. So I'm actually happy to actually see her on there. Yeah. And then they, they discuss briefly the untitled Taiki, um, Waiti, uh, Star Wars film. Um, but th- there is not much mo- more development from that. Um, and then um, that's uh, that was pretty, that's all it about the Star Wars stuff. There might be more that I missed, but that was the gist of what was announced. All right, so let's go and talk about the Mighty Duck stuff. Did you see the trailer okay. for that? Or I have not, but I've, I'm I'm familiar what the the story might be for this. Okay, so the trailer is actually really good. I really enjoyed the trailer. You have, uh, of course, Emilio Estevez coming back, returning as, as Coach Bombay, and of course, now it's a new batch of kids in a 2020 world, which is completely different than the 1990s kids that he actually did. As a matter of fact, even the kids bring this up and everything too. They said we're different from those 90s kids from the the Mighty Ducks era and everything, mm-hmm. and then. They're like, then all of a sudden you see how terrible they are at, at hockey and stuff like that to the point where the coaches just gave up on them and cussed them from the team. Mm-hmm. So the mother decides that they're going to go ahead. She's going to go on ahead and put together a team of misfits. And mm-hmm. so she doesn't really know how to actually teach a hockey team or anything like that. So she gets Coach Bombay to actually help her. Oh, that's so interesting. That, I thought uh, Coach Bombay was the villain, and he was coaching against the Mighty Ducks. No. In this one, uh, they're not even called the Mighty Ducks right off the bat like last time or anything like that. They're actually just regular misfit kids trying to fit in who gets picked on by bullies and everything else. And now Coach Bombay is teaching these misfits. Oh, okay. Or helping, helping the woman teach these misfits. Okay. So what do you think about that? It has kind of a Cobra Kai kind of feel to it, if you actually think about it. Interesting, like I said, because I I read articles a while ago before they released the trailer saying that uh, Coach Bombay was going to be the coach of the the opposing team, and he was going to be a complete a-hole to everybody else, which was it would have been an interesting take on it. I I didn't know it was that he was actually helping them. I thought he was going to be like the guy going against them. Right. That would have been an interesting play, That, but that would also go against his character unless over the years he's kind of like one of those uh, people that changes. But don't forget, yeah. in the very first Mighty Ducks movie, he was a douchebag. Yeah. And, and then all of a sudden he falls in love with the kids and everything and things like that. Mm-hmm. So there's a total transformation for that. And then for him to go back again at that type of level later on, I don't know. Yeah. I, I don't know if that would actually go against his character or not. Unless part H has a lot to do with it, but I don't know. But from the concept that I gave you, what do you think? I mean, it sounds interesting. I mean, it's classic Mighty Ducks territory. I mean, again, you actually get, in, um, if my, hopefully you'll get more of Coach Bombay than in the third Mighty Ducks movie, which I didn't see at all because, I mean, it didn't, <laughs> didn't like, he's not in it that long. It was kind of like, the second one ended on a great note. So I didn't necessarily see the need for a third Mighty Ducks, but this is interesting. Hopefully they get him back in a bigger capacity than the third one. I hope so, too. And also, too, I think that we're going to see some cameos from the original Mighty Ducks as well. So that's they actually something that I'm actually... I'm thinking that there might be coaches, maybe sports doctors, maybe somewhere along those lines and stuff like that. So Yeah. That'd be interesting. It would be. It definitely would be. Um, some of the other, um, again, Disney Animation had another a lot of big announcements. Uh, we you already touched on Zootopia. Um, there's a Baymax series. I think the big one um, is the uh, the Lightyear one, the movie about light uh, about Buzz Lightyear. However, it's an animated movie, but it's not. Ba- it's an origin story for him, but it's not based on the toy. Is based on the, I think, the human that the toy is based off of, and I think that would be voiced by Chris Evans. 
Right, and that's I saw a lot of backlash within the comments itself today. It's like, oh, yeah. Tim Allen's not going to do this. I'm not on board. And I think, like so, I said, it's, it's before Tim Allen. This is before right. Tim Allen. So I figured it's it's an origin story. I mean, and it's not on the toy. It's the human that the toy is based off, and I'm pretty sure the human is going to be voiced by Chris Evans. Right. <laughs> So I mean, they actually have right. It's just some people that are actually still have that childhood. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Where it's part of their childhood, and they see something yeah. different. Therefore, because it's something different that they haven't seen before, they're scared of it. Yeah. So that's also another thing. But yeah. you know, I mean, Tim Allen has done all four films and everything. This is just an origin story as to how Buzz actually got created. And yeah. to be honest with you, I don't think anybody was really curious about how he was actually created or anything. So this is just another way of saying, hey, look, we don't have any more ideas for Toy Story, but I hope that you love the background story of Buzz Lightyear. <laughs> and we'll see. I mean, I got, I guess, announcing it, I think we need to know more. I mean, all this is just speculation at this point. I mean, once we start seeing yeah. images and what knowing what's going to happen, then I think everybody would change their mind. But um, and some bad news to any Disney Plus subscribers. I did did see that they're raising the price starting next year to eight dollars a month. How much? Yeah, um, much? it would be eight dollars. Wow! So it's it's a dollar increase, and then the the new Disney's new bundle offer ad free Hulu, Disney Plus, and ESPN Plus for like almost nineteen dollars. Jeez, that's ridiculous. Yep. I, I mean, you, you know, so, yeah. mm. and you announce all this great stuff, and then you get everybody really hyped, and then you raise the price. I'm like, oh. Of course, because you're adding more to it. So, therefore, because they're adding yeah. more to it, they want to go on ahead and increase those numbers with yeah. uh, the monthly cost, which is understandable from a studio's perspective. Eight bucks yeah. is a lot cheaper, too, than what Netflix is actually charging, if you actually think about it. Yeah. So, what else we got? That's all I saw from this article. Okay. This is, and then, right. um, it's only inter which this one thing that got me hyped, but it's only internationally that their Disney Plus is adding a star section to Disney Plus. It's for for the adult content. So anything that's from Hulu, like or like any of the adults, like like from 20th Century Fox, which got me excited because that means they could have been airing Daredevil, like not Daredevil, um, Deadpool movies, Kingsman right. movies, anything. However, it's only international markets. I'm like, oh, because they don't have Hulu. And I'm like, oh, you, you really you need to start doing that soon because if you're going to be bringing, uh, having an R-rated Deadpool, I mean, I think it's only about time before you start. And then you're doing an Alien series. I mean. Right. That only makes sense to actually have a star rating by it to let us know this is for adults and everything. So I think yeah. they need to do that. Let's see, of course, yeah. they need of course, they need a reason to keep you interested before raising the price. Yep, that's true. That's very true because I'm very much interested in everything that they're dropping. It's just the increase of that dollar uh, monthly subscription is another thing. Yeah. But like I said, it's a lot cheaper than what Netflix is actually uh, dishing out and everything at this moment. And at least right now, we don't have that much content with Disney as of right now, other than Mando. No. So I think we're going to see an increase of subscribers come up next year. Yeah. And then I could probably see, like, maybe they might cancel those subscriptions right after they get done watching Loki and then resubscribe again for uh, May. Yeah. I don't know. Like I said, I mean, I'm, the only things I'm excited for is the Marvel stuff. I mean, they did all that mention. Other various movies that are coming to Disney Plus. There's a uh, Pinocchio movie starring Tom Hanks. No idea when that is. They're in a Beauty and the Beast prequel, like prequel movie starring Josh Gad and um, Luke Evans. So those two characters. Um, they're doing another retelling of Peter Pan with Peter and Wendy with Jude Law as Captain Hook. Um, I'm done with Peter Pan. I'm I'm just yeah. I'm just. You know, they tried doing it before, 
That movie sucked. Enough with Peter Pan. We did not need to see his origin. I am sick and tired of seeing Peter Pan. It didn't work for you at the box office the last several times. Why do you mm-hmm. want to keep shoving Peter Pan down our throat? <laughs> and it's Disney Plus. Um, they meant um, they, uh, another one that might be of, in- of interest is they're doing doing a Chippendale Rescue live action hybrid movie. Um, it's directed by one of the guys that did the, uh, that's from the Lonely Island. I'm like, okay. And then the two people that are voiced in Chip and Dale are Annie Samberg and um, John Mulaney. Okay, I'm sold. I'm sold on that. Um, Just the two, the, the chemistry between the two of them would be perfect. Um, so that was that one. And then they announced that um, they're doing a lot, a, a, a lot of t- like, well, for a lot of fans of Enchanted, they're doing a finally do making a sequel um, to Enchanted starring Amy Adams. And it's called Disenchanted. No idea when that's coming out. I forgot one of those. They announced it on Disney Plus, but that that will be that that was announced too. That was a sequel. My only concern was that is like the wait period, waiting these this long to do sequels. Like I mean, that that, that that's very hit or miss. Uh, Zoolander two waited way too long to do right. a sequel. That was going to be my point that I was going to make. I mean, yeah. You know, the best time to actually do a Zoolander two movie was back in two thousand two when this movie, when that movie was actually popular, and you yep. missed your and they missed it. They missed the marker on it, and because they missed the marker on it, it didn't do that. It didn't do anything at the box office. Same thing with Dumb and Dumb Dumber, as well. Yeah, they missed the marker on that one. And now, Oof. now I would love to see a Mystery Man sequel. But I even feel like that's too long now. I'm glad that Bad Boys for Life did well at the box office and was a great movie because that one that one was kind of that same period waited kind of long to do this one. But I thought it was fantastic. I mean that that one that one was the well worth the wait for that. I agree with you because at first I was like, okay, I don't know if this is actually going to work. I saw the trailers, I laughed at it and stuff like that. And then once I saw the movie, I'm like, okay, I really am invested into this movie now. I actually feel like it's been this much time since we've seen Michael Larry and also Martin Lawrence reprising their roles. I really felt yeah. like they they didn't miss a beat. It was just like they picked off no. from seven years later yeah. or whatever time period that it was. Yeah. So they actually did a good job with that. I mean, it's uh, like I said, it's very hit or miss about waiting too long to do it, like do sequels and stuff. So it's interesting. Again, I never saw the first Enchanted, um, but so again, I can't really give my, give my two cents. And as for the Little Mermaid, it's for me. I'm not that excited about the live ad, live action adaptation, and has nothing to do with who was casted or anything like that. That age for me is now gone because of the fact that I'm older now. So therefore, I yeah. don't really care. Although I did mm-hmm. watch the Lion King, I did watch the live action adaptations because I was actually focused in on those a little bit. But mm-hmm. as far as Little Mermaid goes and stuff like that, I think it's just the fact that you know it doesn't appeal to me because I'm actually grown out of certain things and it doesn't appeal to yeah. me anymore. Um, I think that's so, all the news that I can remember from the investor fan. I think we covered it all. All right. Well, guys, that's actually going to be the show for tonight. I want to thank Charlie for actually being on the show, and I do appreciate you reading the news. I know it takes a while to actually get through some of the news articles and stuff like that, but I do appreciate you doing that. Another thing, too, guys, is tomorrow night, I'm going to have Mike Perkins on, not the comedian that I've had on several other times when I'm doing certain things. But I'm going to have my good friend Mike Perkins on. We're going to be doing Mafia Talks Monday, which is actually going to be us reviewing season four of The Sopranos. Then Tuesday, I'm not sure about what I'm going to be doing with that. I know Rossi's returning on the 17th or the no, she's actually returning on the 19th, the 18th. I'm actually going to be on somebody else's podcast talking about a Christmas story. Then on the 19th, Rossi will be back on the show with me again talking and we're going to be doing a Christmas story with that. I'm also going to do a Jingle All the Way movie review sometime soon for Christmas. You guys can also check out the audio-only podcast for Die Hard because Rick and Tamika and I, we did Die Hard review. That was a lot of fun last night. Check that out when you guys can. And and get this, guys. I'm actually updating the movie page for the .com. So 
you guys can actually catch a lot more up-to-date stuff with with that by going www.movieloversunite.com. We also, you guys can also follow me on Twitter at John DeGorio8, or you can follow me at Movie Lovers Unit. And then, of course, you can also email me at movieloversunite at gmail.com. And, of course, you guys can go on ahead, go to the Get, Get, Get Fund Me page as well, and then you can find that at the link below. We're also are part of Audible, and if you click on the link below on that, you guys get a 30-day trial. So click on that, and you can support our our whole entire thing like that. Of course, we also have a Patreon as well. And as a matter of fact, Charlie signed up for the Patreon. So thank you for doing that, Charlie. Um, so we're going to be doing so a lot of stuff with the Patreon. It's going to be a lot of fun. If you guys have any ideas for me on what you guys would like to actually see, go on ahead, comment below after the show or whatever. We would like to actually know because that's this show is not just for me. It's for you guys too. And I would love to actually see what you guys want us to do. And so that's actually going to conclude the show for tonight. I hope that everyone has a good night. And always until next time, guys, stay safe and God bless.